0: This is Medjinomics with a friend of
1: Megagoria.
2: There's the deep secrets in these messages. There are secrets yet to be unlocked into the billions, billion of addressing you and your life hundreds of thousands of times throughout lifetime of people yet to be born, of how to live, what to do, and unlocking the scriptures for them.
3: And that was a friend of Megagoria from April the 2nd, 2010. Welcome to Medjinomics. The title of that broadcast was Two New Revelations About the Message, and tonight, over the course of the next 20 minutes, we're going to share with you an excerpt of this broadcast. We actually do share with you the two revelations a friend of Medjugorje gives, but with everything that's going on in the world right now, we wanted to share this broadcast with you because in this 20-minute segment, a friend of Medjugorje really teaches us how to read the message, how to comprehend the message, how to interpret the message. And with so many things happening in the world, Our Lady speaking to us about the events of the world and also about our own personal lives, and a friend of Medjugorje will address that in the next 20 minutes, we need to hear this tonight to help us understand how to read the message. And so this is a friend of Medjugorje from April the 2, 2010.
2: I remember sitting with Maria once when she was here, we were out someplace, and I said, did Our Lady ever say to you that she can't promise to make you happy like she did Bernadette? And Maria says, no, she, she doesn't say this. Because up to these apparitions, everything we think of this, we think of the sorrows, the passion, the difficulties, the crosses, the unhappiness of being a Christian in the sense of it's constant persecutions. And yet Our Lady recalls us back to the organic Christian when they were joyful Christians, when they joyfully went and gave their whole life, their whole body, into the to the lions. And joyfully, she promised, because we're in a dire time, during Bernadette's time, just the economic situation, society itself, the culture, with peasants and, and the harshness of life. Maria was told by Our Lady that she wants to have her life in She wants her to be happy in this life. So for this, we must realize that our life is not to be spent in sorrow. And the visionaries one time was surprised that Our Lady came on one Good Friday. It was April 13, 1990. And she said this, Dear children, I'm happy to see you tonight. And they didn't expect this. What's happy? It's Good Friday. If anybody knows that day and the passion of that day, it's not what they expected from the Our Lady. You know, dear children, that when my son was dying, I was alone with him and just some other women. And so I'm happy to see you here tonight in such a large number. Tonight also, when you go back home, pray the rosary in front of the crucifix and be thankful to God. So the joy of what Jesus did for us, we always focus on the, the negative side and just how horrible and the sorrow. And that's real. And we are to meditate on the passion. And there's great merit and great graces of meditating on the passion, particularly in front of the Blessed Sacrament. At the same time, it's not a doom and gloom thing. The, the angels rejoiced the victory and the joy of the victory when satan had won these three days locked them in the tomb everything was doomed gloom the apostles were darkened they heard jesus they didn't they knew what to believe and yet they were tested and even mary's faith may have been tested not broken or disunited faith but surely it was under assault by the devil satan certainly was saying he's not gonna come back this is not real and she was fighting back saying she is she was confident it was but doesn't mean he can't assault so these three days of The death of Jesus to the resurrection is one of jubilation and all of heaven rejoicing and heaven opening up. And can you imagine the entourage of Joseph with Jesus, his foster son, walking into that with the horde of people out of the zone they're in, whatever you want to call it, limbo or the the time of waiting, into the gates of heaven with Jesus. It's an incredible thing. All these events led up to that part of heaven opening, whatever time frame it happened in. Is something of, of joy for us at the same time of humility and, and great joy and to help us to be able to carry the cross. So, without further waiting, we'll go ahead and read the message today
1: Our Lady Queen of Peace of Medjugorje's April 2nd, 2010 message given to Mariana on the Day for Nonbelievers. Dear children, today I bless you in a special way and I pray for you to return to the right way to my son your Savior, your Redeemer, to Him who gave you eternal life. Reflect on everything human, on everything that does not permit you to set out after my Son, on transience, imperfections, and limitations, and then think of my Son, of His divine infiniteness, by your surrender and prayer, ennoble your body and perfect your soul. Be ready, my children. Thank you. Our Lady, as Our Lady was leaving, Mariana saw a large golden cross behind her.
2: Many of us know, and many of you know that the cross and to be crucified was a real degraded, depraved thing to happen to you. It was not something of exalted honor that, that we sit now our lady purposely says something today when she gives this image by god's grace of the cross being golden that this is what brings us to the light of heaven our crosses that we carry are the things that would merit that for us it's not something god take this from me god take this from me god help me carry this god help me carry this is what you should be saying because that's when your characters formed. that's when you're tried by fire and that's when gold is tested in fire so in persecutions under difficulties these are the greatest moments of your life when everything's going for you, you reach a plateau and then things are relieved for a little while, you're not building character. You get lazy, spiritually lazy. One of the peak times in your life you prayed, you can, you can probably name four or five times that you really went into serious prayer quickly. Was it a sudden accident of a family member? What was the cause of that or, or something horrible, horrific news personally affecting you? People turn to God real quick during those times. But When everything's going your way, you're making your money, you're making your way, it's, it's, it's okay. But we played the song, I Pray For You, which we did more of a humorous thing because uh, it talks about, I pray, the guy who walked in and to the church and hadn't been there a while, learned how to pray. And from the preacher, he started doing it for his former spouse. And uh, I pray for a flower pot to hit you in the head. I pray for your brakes going out down the hill. What's so funny is the lady said, today I'll pray for you. It's in the message. She says, I pray for you. Just like that, it's in there. And we laughed, but you know, I got to thinking, when you go to conversion and everything's going good for you, suddenly no, nothing's going good for you. Why? Because God's bringing you to conversion. Your brakes may go out going down the hill because you're scared to death because the Mary's praying for you. <laughs> <laughs> you know, she said the message, God's testing you even now in your harvest when they had two weeks of rain. And you, you may think that's not a big deal. Let me tell you, wine is the blood over in Medjugorje. They live for this. This is the life. This is the liquid of life to them. It's like their own blood. Everybody's great grape vineyards. Everybody makes a rakia. They, they live this as part of their culture. It's not just some drunken commercial. It's just part of life. And so when you get a two weeks rain, weeks of rain actually, they had a nonstop two week rain at that time. This was a real test for them. And our Lady actually says this in a message. Even now when God's testing you in your harvest, what was he doing? He was praying to take it away from them. That brace going down here was not going to give out. And so it really struck me today. This song is really true that once you consecrate yourself to Our Lady, you're going to be purified. Her prayers for you are going to get you in some trouble. And so people wonder why, man, I had it better when I was just a wild thing. And so we've got to realize that when you go through conversion, suddenly things that didn't bother you, bother you. Things that, that, because you know you, you have to be purified from this. When Our Lady says, I pray for you, we better watch out. And this message has enough watch outs in it that you better watch out. That doesn't mean it should be something that's scary. It's just like when you know a good father is going to correct you. It's not something we want or pleasant, but it's good for you. So when our lady says, I pray for you, you better pay attention to that. And it's for your good. And it's probably going to cause you to build some character. And again, character is built during trials. So nobody wants that. I don't want that. I'm glad when they're always over. But our lady knows what I need at the right time at the right moment. This message is a beautiful message in that sense.
1: Right now we're living in a a very sad time in our church where there's been a real tragedy, where scandal has hit. I wonder if you think that when she says today, by your surrender and prayer, ennoble your body and perfect your soul, that Our Lady is in some way speaking to this particular situation, perhaps giving some direction in this message as well.
2: Certainly, without a doubt, 100%. I know those people say, well, wait just a minute. I didn't take it that way. Well, because you don't have to take it that way because you shouldn't take it that way because this also means everything else. Everything, these messages are to. So whatever's going on in church, what's not going on in church, what's going on in government, what's going on in politics, what's going on in industry, business, your personal life, your family, your school, your church, this message, Enable the Body, means many, many millions of things to billions of things to billions of people. And those same people will mean something next year, even next month, something different. So when we're on the program talking about the messages, what they mean, we're giving an overall gist of where we are right now and some things and insights. But it does not mean this doesn't personally speak to you in something personal. The scriptures, when you read the Bible, can talk about historic events or could talk about something that would address the general populace. But then it may speak to you specifically. Our latest message is showing us that scripture speaks to us personally. But they're twofold. They also speak to us at large, and threefold even, because they can speak to us of the present time of what's going on in events of the world at large. So at large, people personally, individual personally, and to a large group, and then speaking to us of events in the world. We lost that sense. And even today, we still have a lot of this in the scriptures where you've got to know what it was wrote, what it meant 2,000 years ago. Baloney, the scriptures are alive. They speak to me. I don't have to accept just because Jesus says, Peter, you're my rock, upon you, I'll be my church. That can apply to you for something you're doing. You may be building a foundation. You just hit a rock. You say, This is going to cost me a lot of money because you're building something for your house. And, and you say, God, this is going to cost me more money. You go in your house, you read the book, and you open up and it says, Upon this rock, I'll build my church. Maybe you're supposed to build a chapel. Maybe that's what's going to happen. You can build a chapel inside that house, and I want an altar in there. Okay, God, we're going to put it this, and we're going to even uncover this rock semen around it and let it be exposed, just like the Mount Tabor rock. If you look underneath the altar, you can still see it. Or if you go to Jerusalem, you can see where Jesus wept, a sweated blood on the rock of agony. You can actually see that same rock. So the Scriptures are alive. They're not dead. They're not historic and have no value to us. And neither of these messages, and this is what the, the whole world's opened up to us for. So yes, 100%, the Holy Father can take this message today, Tonight, and apply it to things he's got to get jurisdiction rule on, but also somebody else who's playing football, who's wrecking the body and tearing it to pieces, and thinking, you know, is this really a noble way? To, am I really ennobling myself? I know I talked to a priest a while back, and he's in his probably sixties, and he can not hardly walk because his knees are bad because he's running in football. You know, think about these things. So, yes, these messages are a template. We've spoken about this. We've we've coined this phrase. They template over every single thing in life So don't ever think That it doesn't mean what it needs to mean For the person reading Or at large for groups Or on the radio program that we're talking about What it means Two revelations came to me this morning Here it is all these years And our lady says On December 4th, 1988 She says Actually this was given in the bedroom When Maria was with us She says I invite you to live The profoundness of the messages that I give Everybody's saying these messages don't mean anything they're not that important. And yet our lady says, live the profoundness of the message. To the learned, to the PhDs out there, they have a difficult time with this. Because they're so simple, they don't mean nothing. And here it is, she's saying, live the profoundness of the message. Why? Because she literally is speaking to me, and you, and at large, and the world. And all could be getting different messages. And at large, we can be getting the same message, just like we're discussing today. Or what I wrote today. August 25th, 2002. I am with you, little children, to help you comprehend my message. Well, wait a minute. Any PhD can read that and learn it and understand it. Is that true? Notice what the learned don't realize and know is the deep secrets in these messages. There are secrets yet to be unlocked into the billions, billion of addressing you and your life hundreds of thousands of times throughout lifetime of people yet to be born of how to live, what to do, and unlocking the scriptures for them. And so she's here to help us to comprehend her messages. And if they're that simple, why would we need to have somebody comprehend something that most people think is for a first grader, and therefore it's beneath their dignity, their learned theology, that they want to look at these messages. August twenty fifth, 1993. Only by prayer can you understand and accept my messages and practice them in your life, you can't even start out living these messages. They're so simple, yet they're so difficult to live, to be so simple, that you have to practice them, and you're going to fail. For the first two or three years, nobody likes fasting. After you live that way, it's your, part of your life, it becomes actually routine. It's much easier, and if you get community around you, it becomes even more easy. Generally, it is. It, it becomes part of our culture. And we remember growing up, especially those who, who remember the Friday fast that we still had in the church, that it's just our way of life. And that's what these messages are about. So only by prayer can you understand and accept my messages and practice them in life. So you got to start practicing these messages even if you don't want to live them at this moment or can't live them because you don't have the strength. August 25th, 1997. Our lady says, Dear children, now you do not comprehend this grace, but soon a time will come when you will lament these messages. I've spoken very often about this message. And if they were simple and they were superficial, they didn't mean anything and they had nothing to say for us today, it's groundless to lamenting for them. That said, it's amazing to me that I've been involved with this so many years. And I took it to heart when Our Lady was in our bedroom and I remember this saying, Live the profoundness of the message. I didn't know. I was trying to still learn the profoundness, and I'm still trying to learn. And this morning, I learned something that I didn't know. And I, I remember thinking about it. When I read it this morning, I got the call just after 3 o'clock this morning, got up, went to my library, sat down on the couch, made a fire because it was a cool spring morning, went to prayer, prayed for the Holy Spirit to show me. Uh, we have four or five people over here at Pre-Press. We have two people in Medjugorje. we got a whole team up at that hour getting ready for everything. Uh, our pictures our, our captions Getting ready to do The whole whole thing And I'm reading this message Word for word I re- read a word And I stop And I pray to understand The next word before it comes And I have this tendency To want to cheat So I put a sheet of paper For the next line So I can't In the periphery of my eye see below it I want to be surprised By the word And the Holy Spirit Just impact me that way So I'm reading this message And, and I can remember when I read something And I thought Whoa Whoa, all these years, I've been wondering about this. I've always wondered why our lady said, in a special way. I remember actually asking Maria, what does she mean when she says, in a special way? Maria didn't know. But I can often, go back to this thought, why does she say that? What, what is When she says a special way, I'm praying for you or something, what does that really mean? What, what is she doing special about it? And I never understood it till this morning. And I've been praying for the last several days to comprehend the message, show me the profoundness of the message, And I remember when I began to understand the message, I was going up in Medjugorje up the mountains, both mountains every day just to understand the message because she said to do that. She says, pray to comprehend my message and I'll help you to understand it, little children. So when I began to do this and began to see things, I saw things that right underneath your nose all these years it comes out. And then suddenly, this morning our lady says, dear children, today I bless you in a special way. And I thought, wow. Because it really hit me when she said, I pray for you. To return to the right way, and the word way really struck me. Special way. What is the way? The right way. And I remember Our Lady telling us in 1995 in a private apparition with Maria Maria there in Italy, get hearts close to mine to a way of salvation. I knew back then that our way was a path of the culturalization of messages into our life. And so I looked to see, when as Our Lady said it before a special way. Eighty-six times she has said in a special way. In that regards to, in a special way, I'm praying for you. or In a special way, I'm you for you being here. May 21st, 1996. Your mother's calling you in a special way that these days, in a special way. She repeats it again. You are praying more. Okay. What is the revelation? The revelation is a way. The way is special. The way she's given us in community in May 31st, 1995 was a special way of life. That's what we're living today is the culturalization of the message. I never saw this before. There's only one other time, though, that she said what she said today in all the 28 years of apparitions. April 2nd, 2010, today, she says the words, Dear children, today I bless you in a special way. I pray for you to return to the right way to my son. The only other time she said, I bless you in a special way, was December 25th, 1989. A special blessing was given at that point. But she says, Dear children, today I bless you in a special way that matches again today's words with my motherly blessing. She goes on later in the message and she says, For years I have been calling you to encourage you to a profound spiritual life in simplicity. But you are so cold. Therefore, little children, accept a seriousness and live the message for your soul not to be sad when I will not be with you anymore and I will not guide you anymore like insecure child in the first steps. First steps to what? To walk in the simple way. What's the simple way? Where did God ordain Adam and Eve to live? How did they live? We hear that there's an explosion of, of subdivisions now coming up and building actually, which I've talked about this. We've always felt it's ludicrous to build a subdivision with 200 houses, 500 houses for a golf course. Put fruit orchards in, cattle, pastures. Let that be your amenities. Give things for kids to do. You can eat from it. And Lord and behold, this is starting to spring up everywhere. This is the Holy Spirit. Because we've been called to come back to what? A profound spiritual life in simplicity. We spoke yesterday about some of these things. What you can see when you're outside, and it's free, it doesn't cost anything. This revelation to me was incredible that all these 86 times when she says special way, she's maybe doing something in a special way in a certain degree, but the way she talks about the way she told us, a way of salvation And that life is one that is templated on every aspect of your way you live with the message. And it's simple, a simple way of life, a life close to the soil, a life out of debt, a life free from the way the culture is going. The second revelation I saw today was, was just struck me again. I was just really amazed by it. We have people sitting there waiting for Mariana to come to the apparition, 4 o'clock in the morning, 3 o'clock in the morning even, but people laying on blankets at 4, waiting for the apparition five hours later. We know that these apparitions are set up at 6.40 in the afternoons. Just after that, we start seeing the sun go down. Because the times of the day change throughout the season, the maximum time to see the sun goes down is generally 6.40, all seasons it may get earlier but when it goes earlier daylight saving times changes and is pushed earlier and so you can still see it at 5 40. so you see the sun setting why because even that's a message why not six o'clock why not seven o'clock why six forty? it's 20 minutes to the hour 20 minutes your time's running out culture's time's running out the sun is setting on the culture it's going away it's not going to stay here and so these apparitions at the time Lourdes was in the morning. Fatima was at midday. Medjugorje is in the evening, right before the sun goes down. But the big revelation that hit me this morning, I never saw this before, was that the day is dawning for who? Divine Mercy, right now, of course, is going on. But Our Lady's coming on the second of the month for what? For non-believers. And when is she appearing for non-believers? In the morning. They're waiting in the dark, coming to the light. It's awesome. That's a message. Nothing Our Lady does in her gestures. Is missed by the angels. They react. If she's happy, they're happy. If she even moves her hand, Maria says they flutter, reacting. Don't tell me in any way, shape, form, or fashion that these apparitions for non believers, which includes non belief for us too, is in the morning showing that a new day is dawning for us. The sun is rising for non believers. A great grace is going to come to the earth. A new love, the love of her son, the Redeemer, her son, our Savior. This is exciting. It's it's really tremendous exciting to see. And this is just things we know about. There's so many things to be unlocked in these messages that you have to learn to pray and comprehend them.